0: Safari Looking for Mike Is that a lion stalking us? I think it's something much scarier <sighs> It's a search term report And someone has keywords With
1: 150% ACOS Oh no They never added any negative keywords oh, And it looks like all their bids are just $3 No bid optimization
0: We're in trouble we need to do something about this giant A cost, but I don't know if we can do it alone. Oh no, it's the Ad Badger. Should we run? No, no, no. The Ad Badger can save us. He'll rub that high A cost to shreds with bit optimization and negative keywords. What's going on, Badger Nation? It's Mike and Brett from Ad Badger, and you're listening to the PPC Den Podcast, the world's first Amazon PPC advertising podcast, and your source for all of the tips, tricks, and optimization strategies
1: you need to get the most from your Amazon ads. Good afternoon, everyone. It is nice and sunny here in Austin, Texas, and... We have episode 22 of the PPC Den podcast coming right your way. How are you doing today, Mike? I am doing fantastic.
0: Spring is in the air. However, you want to know who's not doing fantastic? Oh, <laughs> Amazon sellers in Amazon China. Yes, that's right. Amazon.cn closing down
1: today, or at least by the time that Yes. Yeah. Uh, so that's definitely major news. I think a lot of, <laughs> most of our audience is US sellers. I think a lot of those sellers are going to be pretty happy with this change, just because China's kind of notorious for a lot of black hat uh, tactics. So uh, that's kind of probably a sign of relief for some people.
0: The question is, what's going to happen to all of those sellers that were selling on Amazon China? Are they going to look for new marketplaces?
1: We're going to have more dropshippers coming our way That's
0: right, here it comes. Uh, moving fast, another cool piece of news. Actually, before we even go there, just as a, a final thing about like Amazon China, it's actually really interesting. Uh, I actually just uh, tweeted this earlier, where it's like things not everyone knows that Amazon doesn't have a stranglehold over e-commerce internationally in every country the way that it does in the US. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, I have a good friend who's an e-commerce seller in Australia and he's like, Amazon's like on try number three to really kick things off mm-hmm. in the Australian marketplace. So I think it's actually pretty interesting like how different consumers around the world think of Amazon. Uh, I would say definitely, obviously, you know, their stranglehold is the toughest and strongest in the US.
1: Yeah. and. This is probably, uh, you know, podcast newsworthy as well, but uh, Elon Musk has a project called uh, Starlink and they just launched 4,000 satellites. uh, And what this is (laughs) doing? Yes, and? (laughs) It's basically uh, a plan to create a global network of satellites that will give high-speed wireless internet to the entire world from anywhere for like 20 bucks a month or something. Uh, so they just launched a bunch of satellites for that. But just think about how many new people are going to be introduced to the Internet. I mean, India right now, I think uh, I think they've gone from 60 million users to 400 million just in the last few years. So uh, definitely a lot of room for growth, not just for Amazon, but e-commerce in general.
0: I tried to quickly Google this as you were talking and I said, India, Internet users. Instead of getting a number, I got 29% of the population. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty low still. (laughs) So whatever that is, I could have sworn that uh, Mark Zuckerberg wanted to launch not satellites, but like high elevation drones (laughs) that would like just (laughs) be... Not like the satellites. satellites. They would constantly be flying around, like shooting down internet. (laughs) Oh boy. Anyway.
1: Or shooting down internet satellites. (laughs) That's one way to compete. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Moving on, though, uh, KDP search term reports. This is huge, guys. I just noticed this yesterday actually, uh, but KDP search term reports are now available. uh, And for those of you who don't know what that is, it's Kindle Direct Publishing. So uh, those who were using KDP to publish their books on Amazon before did not have search term report access. Uh, So it's basically like, uh, sponsor brand ads for you guys right now, mm-hmm. where you're very constrained in what you can do. Uh, but you know, this is a huge sigh of relief as well. So it's a pretty good week for Amazon sellers so far.
0: That's right, no doubt. You know, uh, advertising books on Amazon. Uh, I was talking to uh, a friend here, Zach from Scribe Media, uh, who works with loads of authors, and he was telling me that like they really struggle to spend on like KDP ads, like so basically book ads. um, And this is one definite step in the right direction. So pretty stoked about this, making book optimization a little bit, actually like a lot easier now, now that you can actually see search and reports right inside of sort of like the AMS, it's like advertising console, I think what they're calling it now, who knows what they'll call it next month. Uh, Some Ad Badger news real quick, adbadger.com slash careers. We're always looking for good good folks, Uh, customer support specialist currently on the radar. That's a new one. So yeah, feel free to contact us or contact us to tell us if (laughs) we are having a conversation. Contact us to tell us if our podcast intro is too long. Is it? Is it not? Is it fun? Is it perfect the way that it is? Or is it way overboard and Britt and I got totally carried away? I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea either. Does I, anyone I, like it? Does everyone just skip the first two minutes of our
1: podcast? I actually, I, I like the song part of the intro. That part's like super catchy. I mean, even I'm vibing to that and I have to listen the to The drum beat? Like, doo, 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 doo. The part at the end, <laughs> yes. Yeah, that part's cool. Like, hearing my own voice, I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I get I
0: get an intense anxiety listening to the the podcast. Relatable, no doubt. So let us know. You can contact us many different ways. You can go to adbadger.com and use the chat bubble in the bottom right.
1: You could tweet at us. You could just find us LinkedIn. You know our names. Make fun of us on our, in our Facebook group. Sure. So, okay. Plenty of
0: ways to get in touch.
1: Yep. Anyway. So let's just, uh,
0: yeah. I, I've got another question about the podcast, if that's all um, right, Oh, do it. I had this idea. I don't know if it's a, a good idea or not. In between episodes. There's a combination, in case you haven't, weren't able to tell, of in between and episode in between episode, essentially what it means is a shorter five, 10 minute episode, 5 to 10 minutes, uh of just quick tips, sharing something on our mind about how to make Amazon advertising a little bit better.
1: So it'd sort of be less talk, radio-y, more quick tip. Like something practical and like that people could implement that day or something like that.
0: Little thing to chew on, implement that like you can go home and like do it right afterwards. Yeah, for sure. It's a thought. What would be an example mm-hmm. of something like that?
1: Uh, maybe like the thing that Steven was thinking about with the single keyword ad groups. Yeah. Uh, having like the headline match the exact search term. In
0: ha- in uh, sponsored brand ads, that's right.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Quick like, idea, quick tip. You, you, like we were standing around, uh, well, you were standing around, I was taking a picture. Uh, You and Steven were standing around auditing a campaign. Mm -hmm. What did you learn? We could share that.
1: Yeah. Yeah? I mean, I guess we already just did that, so.
0: Boom. (laughs) Anyway, let us know what you think. We love the podcast feedback. Feel free to drop us a review on iTunes, where approximately half the listens come from, uh, or our Facebook page, or anything where the moment strikes you.
1: Wherever. (laughs) Let's
0: get into the show. Now, this is a heated topic, Brett, which is why we're playing Mad Max, Thunderdome, sound clip right now, because I will go into the Thunderdome with anyone and talk about bidding on branded terms in PPC, whether it be Bing ads or Google ads or Amazon ads, whatever the platform, the story is the same on the question, should you bid on your own branded terms? You know
1: my answer, Brett. I think your answer is probably pretty similar to mine, but I don't want to give out any spoilers, so.
0: Let's spoil it. it. (laughs) No Avengers spoilers. No Game of Thrones spoilers. Was Thanos wrong? (laughs) Thanos (laughs) did nothing wrong. No, you know my answer to this. Uh, And I hope you just like, uh, basically, Should you bid on your own branded terms? Without a doubt, yes. So many, we're gonna touch on some of those reasons today. And then should you be bidding on your competitor's branded terms? We're gonna touch on that too. So should you bid on your own branded terms? Here's, Here's how I like to set the stage. Anytime someone asks, should you bid on your own branded terms? This is what I say. So while Amazon does not provide click-through rate data, meaning the rate at which people are clicking on something compared to how many times they see it. So if they see it 100 times and click 10 out of those 100, that would be 10%. So if you look at the click-through rate uh, for your own branded term, and unfortunately Amazon doesn't provide this data organically, but Google does. So you can actually go into Google Search Console, look at the click-through rate for your own branded terms. I guarantee you You do not have 100% click-through rate on it. In fact, you probably don't even have close to 100%. Are you ready for this, Brett? For Ad Badger's own branded term. I looked it up right before this episode. Do you want to know what it was? Do I? Do you? You should probably know.
1: Uh,
0: It was 59%. For our people going to Google, typing in ad badger, only 59% of the time will they actually click on our thing, which is kind of crazy.
1: That's Uh, definitely crazy, and I I don't know if it's worth mentioning, but I think we even had a case of somebody else bidding on our branded keyword uh, inside of Google, too.
0: That's right. What's up, Selix? (laughs) How's it going? Uh, We were thinking about changing our ad So we bid on our own branded term on Google too. And it's not like the organic listing has 50% of the click-through rate and the paid listing has 50% of the click-through rate. Uh, And another misconception, people think about bidding on your own branded terms, like throwing an ad in there. Sometimes people think that if you bid on your branded term, your organic click-through rate will go down and it's like the paid will just like eat up all of the clicks. So what a myth is that your organic listing has a hundred percent click through rate and that if you were to bid on it. You wouldn't get any. You wouldn't net any more clicks. All you would do is just pay for things that you would have got for free. That just isn't true. And you can see this if you go to Google and you actually search Ad Badger. You'll see an ad from Celix, uh, which you know we're honored, we're touched. Thanks so much. Little
1: uh, a little bit of a trademark <laughs> violation. A little bit of a trademark violation.
0: But we're touched. We're honored to be on Celix radar. I mean, we. Small team, doing big things though. Small uh, but mighty. It's small and mighty. The Connor <laughs> McGregor of, is he still the best? Did people still say he's the pound for pound best?
1: Nobody who like talks down to him would last like 10 seconds. <laughs> okay. <five of> them, <laughs> <Okay. so laughs> that's all that matters, right?
0: Uh, GSP, but, George Pierre?
1: GSP's probably, yeah. He's, he's the, the pound he's for the pound? Go. That's us. He's the go. We're, we're GSP. I like it. Okay.
0: Uh, Anyway, moving on, it's not like our paid took clicks away from our organic. There's lots of things that people may click on after making a branded search. They might click on a piece of news. They might click on images. They might click on uh, your ad. They might click on listings that are not in the top spot. They might click anywhere and having another horse in the race, having your own paid placement in addition to your organic placement, helps boot out a competitor pushes them further down it helps you do a lot of things you know you're stacking the deck in your favor so just in terms of like the logistics of appearing in more than one spot your organic listing does not have all the search traffic and in addition it's not like bidding on it is going to steal all your search traffic away from your organic listing the point is your organic listing doesn't have all the clicks in the first place so Mm -hmm. Whew.
1: That's a that's a pretty important point though mm-hmm. uh, to get out of the way for sure and uh, another. Big thing to keep an eye out for is basically, uh, your ad quality score is going to be much better than any competitors uh, who are going to be, you know, bidding on your actual keywords, um, especially when it comes to your own branded keywords. So you end up winning those clicks for pretty low CPCs usually. Mm-hmm. And it's really common for us at Ad Badger to, you know, open up a manual campaign and see that the majority of uh, low ACOS keywords in an existing account are branded keywords it's just because you know those are very low cPCs that's right, so they're so
0: cheap that like your a cost is going to be five percent or less you know just go for it yeah. um, so there's no, there, you know in terms of just the economics it's almost never i've never seen branded terms be unprofitable
1: um, almost never um, i also I think we're entering this age where uh, you know, right now, the most famous brands are the ones that uh, people have historically seen in Walmart mm-hmm. or 7-Eleven, you know, big retail stores. Mm-hmm. But I think we're going to be entering an age here where the most prominent brands are the ones that, you know, people's attention crosses. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's marketing 101. It's just about where the eyeballs are mm-hmm. and the eyeballs are going online. 59% of shoppers are starting on Amazon. so. I think people really need to take their brand recognition seriously and realize that this could turn into a real huge brand if you if you play your mm-hmm. cards right in the future.
0: That's right. You know, uh, I attended a conference one time. Russ Perry from Design Pickle. He was on stage, and you know, he was talking about how he grew his company. And one of his slides was like, "If you believe in your brand, you'll." pay for customers. Like if you believe in what it is that you're selling, if you believe in all these things, you'll, you'll be willing to pay for it. So it's like, if you believe in your brand strength, like the more presence you have, like you should be paying for it. It's like, you should be sort of happy to pay, you know, at a 5% A cost uh, on your own branded terms. Um, and then one thing that like pops up sometimes is, you know, we've with some pretty big brands and sometimes people could be spending like $20,000, $100,000 a month just on terms that are involved with their own brand. And then they sort of look at that bill and they're like, damn, I'm spending six figures a month on my own brand? Uh, do I have to do this? Like, what is the deal? And my response to that is you know, like, if you're not there, so like, let's say that hundred grand of ad spent is generating just for the sake of it, a million dollars in revenue. If you were to turn that off, that million dollars of revenue, some of it would go to a competitor, Mm -hmm. some of it. uh, And then the question is like, would you wanna give a competitor any of that? Uh, Because if you're not there, a competitor is gonna be there and they're just gonna scoop some up.
1: Yeah, and if if anyone disagrees and uh, wants to be a case study, just turn off all of your ads uh, and then let them run for a couple weeks or so, and then turn on only your branded keywords and see the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a that was a sarcastic recommendation, guys. But uh, that's one way to do it. I do think
0: people are going to write in. And be, <laughs> oh
1: my God, you told me to do this. You killed my revenue. <laughs> just to prove that it would go down. Don't do it. do do it. I had to mention that it was sarcastic, just for like a mm-hmm. just for a few people who don't seriously. you know. But uh, definitely, you know, guys, don't pass it up. Don't pass up bidding on your own branded keywords. It's super important. You're establishing yourself uh, as, you know, a brand in that niche, especially... Mm -hmm. Uh, when it comes to you know sponsored brand ads, especially on Amazon, if somebody types in your main product or your main keyword, the brand that pops up there and can consistently mm-hmm. pop up there is just gonna be the brand that takes Could, over over time, I think.
0: Consumers also don't know the difference, right? So many consumers just click on the first thing that they see. Uh, it's not like they're like, oh, I need to skip past the sponsored brand ad and oh, I need to skip past the first few sponsored products to get to the quote unquote real results. like. Mm, Almost nobody thinks like that. Uh, I was just, you know, as part of like doing some presentations sometimes to like pretty like tech techy people. Sometimes I'll show them, like, this is an Amazon search result page. Let's do a, a command F or a control F and, like, type the word sponsored in. Sponsored, the word sponsored is on the page, like, 15 times. Like peop- And, like, they're like, whoa, I had no idea that there's this many sponsored placements on a search result page on Amazon. And it's like, uh, so if they don't even know. Most consumers, like you know, does the Amazon marketer or e-commerce marketer actually make up? Like how many of them actually are there? Like, what does it represent? Maybe 1% of all Amazon traffic or is like at an actual Amazon marketer. It's so like most people are not Amazon marketers. Most people, they're not like pushing past the ads. Uh, you know, nobody knows the difference. They'll just click on the first things. I think it's something like 70% of people will never go past the first page of search results, something like that. And then yeah. from there, I think it's, I think the number is like 40%. Just click on like one of the first three things.
1: Also, um, I mean, uh, for as an example, let's just assume that we have like the ad badger brand on Amazon. If we were a brand and we were selling badger hats, for example, uh, if we had the branded keyword ad badger badger hats and somebody ended up Uh, using those same search terms and ended up converting, Mm -hmm. uh, our listing is actually going to improve in terms of quality score for Badger Hat.
0: That's That's right. Two, Two things. One, we should sell Badger Hats. Two, this is probably one of the coolest parts of bidding on your own brand is that every platform, Facebook, Google, Amazon, Bing, wants you to be a company that gets clicks and then gets like helps the person accomplish what they're looking for uh so on amazon the thing is to buy something so if you have an account if you have two ad accounts that are almost the same except one of them has a campaign that has like an incredible a cost and one this one campaign has an incredibly high click-through rate and conversion rate that person's like overall ad rating, sort of how Amazon looks at them, their organic ranking, all these good things, it's a positive feedback loop. So if you have a campaign that's converting so, so, so well, and it's your own brand, that sort of helps your entire account. You know, on Google, they have an account wide quality score, which is like, what does Google, the company, think of the advertiser as an advertiser, like are they a good one or a bad one? And it's like the bigger your account could be, the more clicks that you can generate, the better. And so you're branded And I'm almost positive Amazon's doing something just like this, Uh, not only at the individual target level, like the individual keyword level and the individual product level, but also probably at the entire account level. Like some people just have it easier on Amazon ads because their account is big and they're just getting more clicks. And you sort of have this momentum. It's part of the reason why you shouldn't really turn off a campaign. You should leave it running all these good things. And the point that the point there is that by having a campaign like a branded campaign that's just so incredibly healthy on click-through rate on revenue per click on conversion rate on a cause and all these things
1: it gives your overall account a lift which is really good yeah so that's something i've definitely noticed um you know just anecdotally uh, definitely backs that up but anecdotally as well i've noticed that amazon really likes to kind of Uh, take a lot of ideas from Google advertising because they've been so successful. Mm -hmm. So I know there's some lessons from Google that we wanted to talk about this episode. You wanna go into this?
0: So there's a report actually inside Google. Basically what you do is you link up your Google search console, formerly known as Webmaster Tools, and your Google ads account. And you link these two things together. And then what you can actually get is a report that literally says, this is your click-through rate when it was just paid. This is your click through rate when it was just organic, and this is your click through rate when it was just both. And basically, what Google does, like they're constantly like rotating and shifting around their search result page. So sometimes only an ad would appear, sometimes just your organic listing would appear, and sometimes it's like both. And almost always, when you have both visible, your net clicks, your like your net click through rate is going to be bigger. Uh, it's like one plus one equals three in the sense of. And why does that happen? Well, it's because you just pushed a competitor out of the way. Um, and that's probably one of the biggest things. So just by the way that people interact by clicking on things online, if you have more than one spot, like in, in some ways, it's just like kind of like people are just clicking on the first things regardless of what they are. So if you have a paid listing and an organic listing, I can almost put good money on, you're probably getting a net lift in clicks than if you only had your branded uh, listing. Mm -hmm. So we can leave the thunderdome. Uh, Oh, actually, there's one more thing. Valuable phrases related to your brand. Um, So like if we were bidding on ad badger I mean, we do bid on AdBadger on Google. It's helpful for us to sort of see what the terms are to the left and right of that. Now, Google has search consoles. So you can actually see the organic searches related to your site, but on Amazon, you cannot see organic searches. So if you are Nike and you want to find out what people are searching about Nike, you can bid on Nike phrase and then see a whole bunch of different searches related to your brand. See some, get some real valuable data, some real search demand for maybe Nike men's shoes or Nike women's shoes and actually see, you know, what's trending when and all these different things. You can actually look at the search term report and it can be pretty helpful.
1: Yep, uh, I think knowing your customer is extremely important, uh, if, you know, for any business. So definitely understanding which phrase matches people are typing in whenever they're actually looking for your brand or your product, super super important. And you know, hopefully by now, guys, we've kind of, uh, you know <laughs> given enough evidence or given enough points uh, to make you feel like bidding on your own branded keywords is worth it. Uh, And that kind of leads us into the next question here uh, that we get all the time. And that is the matter of whether you should bid on your competitor's branded keywords.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, getting bid on, you know, one of the reasons to bid on your own brand is to kick out a competitor who's bidding on your brand. And I feel like anytime a competitor is bidding on your own brand, it invokes the feeling of Samuel L. Jackson telling people to get the snakes off the place.
1: <laughs> enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday play!
0: And it could be incredibly frustrating to do that, but uh, there's some pros and cons. It's definitely not as cut and dry as bidding on your own brand, which you definitely should do. Uh, so bidding on competitors' terms is a little bit more nuanced. Let's actually break it down. Uh, is it, so the first thing to mention is that there's a terms of service issue to think about before we do start. Before we start talking about any of this, what is it?
1: Uh, yeah, just make sure that there are no other brands included in your listing itself or in your backend keywords, unless. Unless your product is compatible with that brand, <laughs> and it's going to be a mutually beneficial relationship there. Otherwise, do not put that in there, or you're going to get shut down.
0: Like the classic case of this is if you're. Uh, you, do you mean like compatibility in terms of like, like like selling a cell phone case and it works with an iPhone?
1: Right. Or like I sell vacuum cartridges for Hoover. Okay. Or something. Like, yeah. Something like that. Okay cool. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But okay. if you say we're better than Hoover, <laughs> you're in trouble. bro. Okay. Yeah. So good to know. Um, so
0: there's some good reasons to target competitor keywords. There's also some bad reasons. So the first pro gain some market share, um, you know, if there's going to, be if someone's gonna buy, you know, from somebody else's branded term, maybe they're gonna buy a hundred vacuums from somebody. Uh, The question that you can ask is how much would I pay to have my competitor sell five less vacuums and me, to me, pick up five of those vacuum sales. So it's like you can you can potentially gain some market share. You know, if you have a better product, if it's you have some kind some unique advantage over a competitor, and you know that your product would actually be better for somebody searching, then you can you can like that's what we're here for. You you can pick up some market share by bidding on your competitors. So that's a real thing Mm -hmm. um and the and sort of the switching like people rarely switch from one brand to another right if somebody already knows that they want it uh, and they make that search and of course everyone searching a brand name doesn't necessarily mean that they are long-term customers they could just be doing research you know this could be the research phase so getting in there you could potentially scoop up a customer on their first purchase of a product or potentially steal them away from someone they've purchased from for a long time, and this is this, you know this is a big deal. This is how businesses grow.
1: Yeah, I mean, if if you're in love with Coke, you may try Pepsi once or twice and then go back to Coke. But mm-hmm. some of those customers will stay with Pepsi the whole time, and understanding what that uh, lifetime value is for a customer. Is really important when you're kind of calculating uh, whether this is going to be worth it or not, Mm -hmm. Uh, because you're not just probably going to pick up one sale from that person. If you have a really good product and you are a good brand and you take care of your customers well, they're going to keep coming back for life. So you're going to, you know, have a really good revenue amount just from picking up one customer. Mm -hmm. For sure. Uh, And then, you know, building on top of that, I think another extremely good part about bidding on your competitors, uh, on your competitor's branded keywords is you're accessing an audience that is perfect for your brand, assuming that that competitor is similar to you. So it's the right type of audience that you're reaching. It's the right type of person who's... Uh, most likely going to have some good conversion rates for your product. Mm -hmm. So that's another plus.
0: Right. It's almost like the other brand has done so much hard work for you. Like, you know, that person didn't start by searching, you know, hoover vacuum they probably did some research first to determine that hey i do i need a vacuum is my old one broken okay great it's broken let me start looking at what are good vacuums okay like i did some comparison now i'm typing in hoover it's like some person already you know they already did some hard work they're sort of like close to the bottom of the funnel so getting exposure at this stage of the game can be pretty valuable um you know It'll, it'll be expensive, but, you know, this is where, you know, setting a different target A cost for different campaigns can be helpful. Like, sure, it'll be definitely very expensive for you to try to steal uh, or pick up uh, a, a customer that's already searching for something. It'll be expensive, probably, you know, double, triple what your normal A cost is. Um, but then the question is, like, how much is it worth it to be able to st- Scoops them in Is so are there going to be repeat purchases down the line? Is it going to be a subscription? Is it going to be you know a, worth it? You know, so mm-hmm. understanding what your ACOS is for you know bidding on your competitors' terms definitely something to think about.
1: Yeah, and uh, you mentioned before when we were talking about bidding on our own branded keywords that there's a good benefit to understanding the phrases that people mm-hmm. are using uh, just to get a better understanding of who your target customer is. Right. And that sort of applies here too, doesn't it?
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. So if I type in, if I'm Nike and I'm bidding on Adidas phrase match, I can get all, I can see those impressions of uh, sort of what's going in. If of course you get a click for it cause you really only see search term data if your things are getting, if your terms are getting clicks but still you're gonna pick up some competitive intelligence of what people are searching to the left and right of your competitor's
1: brand's name. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, there are some drawbacks here, though. Uh, if you do decide to bid on your competitors' branded keywords, uh, the first one—I mean, this isn't really necessarily a drawback, assuming the rest of your metrics work—but uh, typically, competitors' branded keywords have a really low click-through rates, and the reason for that is brand loyalty. Mm-hmm. People who end up people who search for Coke. Typically are not going to click on an advertisement for Pepsi because of brand loyalty there. Mm -hmm. So that does hurt click-through rates,
0: right? I mean, you're gonna have a bad click-through rate. You're gonna have a really bad conversion rate You're gonna have a high a cost all of those things are gonna be pretty bad and you know talking about the Thunderdome earlier uh, They're gonna strike back um, almost without a doubt Um, And you know, it's, it's kind of interesting. I don't think it's like totally Underhanded, you know, be potentially be flattered that people think you're, a, you know, worth going after, so to speak. Um, but they're probably going to strike back. They're going to be bidding on your branded terms too. So it's, you know, just makes it a little bit more competitive in general. Uh And then, I mean, it can get dark, like hopefully your competitors are friendly. Uh, I mean, if it gets bad, it can get pretty bad. I mean, you could potentially, I don't know the temperament of all Amazon sellers. I mean, there are loads of Amazon sellers out there. Um, so just by probability, there's probably some ill-tempered Amazon sellers. So they might go a little bit further than just uh, bidding on your keywords. Could they bombard you with, I mean, this is like, so it, this makes me so uncomfortable even to think about, but could they hit you with fake reviews? You know, stuff like that. Could, would they report your listing? I don't know. Would they start clicking on your, try to do some click fraud stuff, drive up your ad costs or whatever it might be? and uh you know try to charge you some money price you out of bidding on a particular thing uh, while amazon does try to prevent all of these things i mean it's definitely as we all know it's an imperfect system
1: yeah uh, unfortunately this stuff uh Definitely rampant a few years ago. It's still kind of rampant. I think that that, uh, you know, that news that we talked about earlier this episode will kind of cut down on a lot of this and open up Amazon support to have more time to deal with these issues. So mm-hmm. I think this is definitely going to improve. But uh, just be aware that, you know, if uh, if things are kind of getting shady and, you know, you're starting to, like, stay up at night worrying if this competitor is going to, like, uh, you know, mess with your business, then it's probably not really worth it. So, I mean, the worst part,
0: I mean, if anyone's going to do that, they're probably not going to like wait until you bid on their own brand term. I mean, mm-hmm. this this is a, another topic for another day, but like, you know, there are some black hat things going on on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that concludes our conversation about bidding on your own brand, mm-hmm. bidding on your competitors. Any other closing thoughts, Brett?
1: Uh, I know some people have asked uh, how they can prevent uh, themselves from being targeted. Uh, And really, all you can do is, you know, bid on your own branded keywords, keep hold of those, uh, you know, really control that space. And
0: And you know what? One thing we almost didn't mention, not only do you bid on your own branded term to show up for searches, but you can also bid on your own ASINs, uh, or you can bid on your own brand uh, for product attribute targeting. Mm -hmm. So you can show up in the... Sponsored products related to this item when somebody's looking at an individual page. That's a big one, too, uh, to keep in mind. Definitely do that, too.
1: Defense, gotta play some defense. Yeah, absolutely agree, and I think that wraps up uh, branded keywords in general. You know, hopefully, you guys have a better understanding of what you should be doing with your own branded keywords if you're not already, and have a good understanding of whether you're thinking about targeting your competitors' branded keywords or if you don't really want to deal with that. So, any closing any closing (laughs) thoughts, Mike?
0: Yes, I'd love to hear from anybody if they are bidding on their own branded terms, what the metrics are like. You know, if you're okay with spending money to do so, like if the ACOS is you know, one, two, three, four, five, whatever the ACOS is for you. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Uh, In terms of podcast feedback, we would love to know what you think of the intro, if we should trim that down a bit, uh, as well as the in-between episode. We were interested in hearing about that too. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Take care,
1: everyone.